the truth of the matter is, is when you get invited to something like this, you show up and you show up and it is about competing at the highest level. But then you look at, you know, I talked to Rich Bender about this. They were excited. Um, it really is a, a global event in a unbelievable facility. I haven't been there. I've heard nothing, but obviously a billion dollars buys you awesomeness. Um, but we're excited to be a part of it for those reasons. But the bottom line is, is um, when we called John Smith for something that was a little outside the box, uh, there was no hesitation. And when John Smith called me, there was no hesitation. Billion dollars does, in fact, buy you awesomeness. Great quote there from Iowa coach Tom Brands. We've seen that with fancy new professional stadiums like SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, the Death Star in Las Vegas, Jerry World down in Dallas, and the Texas Rangers fancy new ballpark right across the parking lot. They call it Globe Life Field. I've been there, and it is very, very awesome, you guys. We bring that up because, as you might have heard, Globe Life Field will play host to a very unique wrestling event this season. Come February, the Iowa and Oklahoma State Wrestling Pro programs will take their historic rivalry to the Arlington ballpark for a duel of epic proportions and they won't be the only teams competing there either so with that hey what's up hello everybody welcome to in the room a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register I'm Cody Goodwin the Register's wrestling writer and I am glad you are here coming at you on a Thursday this week October 14th this was the first week of the 21-22 college wrestling season first official practice has taken place on Monday the season has arrived you guys finally and again and it's going to be a great, great few months of wrestling here in Iowa and around the country. And what better way to kick off the season than this uh, with this unique bit of news released fully on Tuesday by REV Entertainment, the Texas Rangers, USA Wrestling, and both the Iowa and Oklahoma State Wrestling programs. They're calling it the Bout at the Ballpark. It is set for Saturday, February 12, 2022 at Globe Life Field. It will feature two separate wrestling duels. There's the top-ranked Hawkeyes against the fourth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys in a college folk-style duel. And we've also got a U.S. men's freestyle team wrestling Iran in a men's freestyle competition. This will be the first international sporting contest at Globe Life Field. There will be two mats on raised stages behind the mound, uh, or I guess between the mound and second base. Um, it will be broadcast by Flow Wrestling. More than 27,000 tickets are going to be made available starting this morning, 10 a.m. Central. Uh, I'll throw the link in the show notes so you guys can go grab tickets if you would like to make the trip. There will be floor seating behind second base. It makes sense that the two teams that clashed in the grapple on the gridiron are going to run it back at a major league baseball not just any major league baseball park but the brand new ballpark the most new ballpark in major league baseball i'm sure you guys remember the grapple on the gridiron a landmark contest back in november 2015 iowa beat oklahoma state 18 to 16 inside kinnick stadium 
with a record crowd, 42,287, that remains the single highest dual meet attendance in NCAA history. Wrestling has blossomed in numerous ways in the years since then, which caught the attention of Sean Decker, who's the president of REV Entertainment and the executive vice president of sports and entertainment for the Texas Rangers. He's held those positions since 2020, the same year Globe Life Field opened. It just so happened that the NCAA Wrestling Championships were scheduled to be at U.S. Bank Stadium that March, that's in Minneapolis, the first ever time, the first time ever that the tournament was going to be held in an NFL stadium. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic ultimately canceled that tournament, but as many as 45,000 tickets were made available for all six sessions. Guys, that would have shattered attendance records. Before the pandemic, the NSA Wrestling Championships had sold out every year since 2010, which obviously piqued De- Decker's interest, right? He ultimately wants to bring the NCAA Championships to Globe Life Field, which has hosted many events since it open like Rangers games obviously but also concerts graduations even a football games coming later this fall and it's also hosted college baseball games too including one last March between Oklahoma State and Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Decker has long been close friends with Chad Weiberg, Oklahoma State's athletic director. The two often talk big ideas together. Weiberg was promoted to Oklahoma State's athletic director last July. Um, He had previously served as the deputy athletic director since 2017. Part of his role as the deputy athletic director was improving Oklahoma State's game day experience for numerous sports. He played a role in adding the brand new video board at Boone Pickens Stadium which is where the Cowboy football team plays its home games. And that video board is one of the largest of its kind. Um, and kind of in a funny turn of events, it's been used to try and distract kickers during field goal attempts. Uh, but Weiberg, he often likes to think big and outside the box. He called Decker with the idea of hosting a wrestling duel at Globe Life Field, right? It's not a new idea, but it is an intriguing one. Um, I think you guys, some of you guys might remember in 2020, Arizona State hosted Iowa State, Harvard, and Campbell at Chase Field, home of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, in a weirdly related note, the Cowboys are also open the 21-22 season against Stanford in a duel that'll be held at Sanford Stadium, the football stadium, on November 13th. Anyway, Weiberg called Decker and asked, hey, could we do something similar in Texas? Decker liked the idea. Uh, wrestling, uh, as it happens, has grown significantly in Texas, despite the state not having a D1 program, right? Many talented wrestlers have come out of Texas in recent years, like Bo Nickel, three-time NCAA champ for Penn State, Tamara Mensah-Stock, a recent Olympic gold medalist in Tokyo, and of course, AJ Ferrari, national champ a year ago for the Cowboys. So Decker got Rich Bender on the phone. Bender's the executive director of your USA Wrestling, and he loved the idea, and he wanted to expand it from a series of college duels to maybe one mega college duel and another featuring the best that the United States had to offer. He wanted to try and capitalize on the sport's growing popularity. You guys will remember last August, USA Wrestling won nine total medals at the Olympic Games in Tokyo, the most ever for USA Wrestling in a non-boycotted Olympic Games. They followed that two months later by winning 15 medals uh, at the 2021 Senior World Championships in Norway. That was literally earlier this month. The men's freestyle team alone, they won seven, and they took second in the team race behind first place Russia and ahead of third place Iran, which also won seven medals. As the idea grew, Weiberg talked with Oklahoma State coach John Smith who wasn't so sure at first, but a quick trip to Globe Life Field erased any suspicions that he might have had, but they still needed a willing partner to go on the idea with. And who else, of course, 
than Tom Brands and the Iowa Hawkeyes, the defending NCAA champions. All of that led to Tuesday's announcement. This is going to be a ridiculously cool idea, guys. Uh, it's going to be big for wrestling, for both of these programs, for Team USA, for the Iran Wrestling Federation, for wrestling in Texas, for the Texas Rangers, for everybody involved. I'm excited. I'm sure you guys can tell that in my raspy voice, and I hope you guys are too. That's uh, kind of, I was able to connect the dots there on how all this came together shortly after the announcement came on Tuesday. Um, what I've got next for the rest of the show uh, is a press conference from Tuesday's announcement, which features many of the same players that I just mentioned talking about this, um, how it all came together, what it means for all parties involved. You're going to hear from Sean Decker, Chris Weiberg, John Smith, Tom Brands, Rich Bender. Um, they all make opening remarks, and then we get a chance to ask them some questions. They break it all down. Uh, with a lot of the details that I maybe didn't mention here, like how the format's going to work, whether or not there might be some women's freestyle matches in the works as well. And of course, Tom Brands and John Smith offer up some insight that only they can provide. So that's what we got coming next. We'll go to that audio right now on the other side of it. Kind of wanted to break down these duels as well to kind of wrap up today's show. Um, so I hope you guys are jacked for this event now because um, I know you hopefully will be after this presser and especially when we break down these duels. So we're going to go to this press conference now. I will see you guys on the other side. Let's get to it. So with that, I'll turn over to the president of Rev Entertainment, Sean Decker. Good afternoon. Thanks, John, and thank you all for joining us today. As we began discussions on Global Life, as we began design on Global Life Field uh, more, more than four years ago now, all of our discussions revolved around building the world's greatest ballpark. In addition, the vision was set from ownership that we had to build something so much more than just the latest and greatest ballpark. We had to build a world-class event center. Since opening last year, we've had, we've just begun to scratch the surface in executing some of the most recognizable events in the sports entertainment, sports entertainment industry. Last year, we hosted many events, from Major League Baseball's World Series to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Globe by Field is one of the most active buildings in the world. This year, countless more events have been executed, including the State Farm College Baseball Showdown. Uh, we also had the first stop of the Hella Mega Tour, featuring Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer, Chris Stapleton, um, and in just a few weeks, we'll have the Lockheed Martin Commander's Classic presented by USAA, which will feature Army and Air Force in football. Today, I'm so excited to announce another flagship event for Globe Life Field. Bout at the Ballpark, February 12th, 6.30 p.m., featuring the Oklahoma State Cowboys against the Iowa Hawkeyes and, U and USA Wrestling against Iran in two duels that will celebrate four of the most iconic brands in wrestling worldwide. Bout at the Ballpark will be the first international event hosted at Globe Life Field, and tickets, to the, tickets go on sale to the general public on Thursday, October 14th at 10 a.m. Central Time. Tickets can be purchased at texasrangers.com backslash wrestling. To stage this first-of-its-kind first event at the ballpark, we will place two mats between the mound and second base, and we'll add seating on the floor to increase capacity. We'll also add a stage to elevate the mats to improve sight lines around the ballpark. The event will have trusses suspended from the roof that will allow for world-class production on the mats. Bout at the ballpark will be carried exclusively on Flow Wrestling. For more information on, on, the, on the broadcast, you can go to flowwrestling.org. Flow Sports has been our partner on many events here at Globe Life Field, and we're excited to partner with them once again. I'd like to start by thanking our owners, Ray Davis and Neil Liebman, for their unwavering support and, and passion to bring world-class events to the Arlington Entertainment District. 
I'd also like to thank Chad Weiberg and Coach John Smith from at Oklahoma State, along with Rich Bender and Pete Isaias at USA Wrestling for their dedication to creating this neutral site of celebration of the great sport of wrestling. They've been great partners every step of the way, and we're excited to just be getting started in our partnership with them. For the duels, we'll start with a sellable capacity of 27,000 with the ability to expand if needed. Tickets start at just $15 and are being sold exclusively online at texasrangers.com wrestling. With that, I'd like to turn it over to Oklahoma State Director of Athletics, Chad Weiberg, and Head Coach John Smith to say a few words about the event. Chad was actually the first one to bring the concept to our attention, and uh, he's been nothing but a pleasure to work with for the last year plus on the idea. Uh, thank you, Sean. And uh, first, I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Davis and Mr. Liebman for the support of the Texas Rangers. Uh, we look forward to being in the beautiful new Globe Life Park for this event. Um, and thank you, Sean, to you and your team at Rev Entertainment for putting this unique opportunity together and making it happen. Oklahoma State looks forward to being part of bringing the highest level of wrestling to Texas and to showcase our passionate fan base and our historic wrestling brand. Oklahoma State wrestling is the most dominant program in U.S. sports history. The Cowboys hold 34 team national championships, more than any other team at the collegiate or professional level. OSU has claimed 55 team conference titles, 143 NCAA individual championships, and 481 All-America honors, all of which rank number one nationally. Oklahoma State wrestlers have made 41 Olympic appearances, winning 11 gold medals and 16 total medals to go along with 19 more medals at the World Championships. The Cowboys hold an all-time dual winning percentage of 89%. And we are fortunate to have John Smith leading this historic program for 30 years. An OSU alum, Coach Smith won six consecutive World Championships, including gold medals at the 1988 and 1992 Olympic Games. He has led the Cowboys to five NCAA national championships. Coach Smith is also a champion for the sport of wrestling. Wrestling is a growing sport in Texas, and I know he is looking forward to bringing the latest annual duel with the current defending national champion, Iowa Hawkeyes and Coach Brands to Texas. And with that, I would like to turn it over to Coach John Smith. Well, thanks, Chad. Um, thank you for being an athletic director that is behind us willing to take some risk uh, it's nice just to uh, have that support um, you know I think one one reason why I think that this was a great opportunity for our student athletes is uh, when you see globe life field uh, what an incredible at atmosphere and just walking around it just the experience of walking around it and seeing what it offers uh, just makes a lot of sense that you need to give your student athletes that opportunity I mean what an opportunity to so many athletes out there that don't get to experience uh, something like this. And here we're going to have uh, 20 athletes uh, in, in folk-style wrestling at the NCAA Division I level and, and some of the best wrestlers in the world that's going to get to experience uh, Texas and get to experience Globe Life. So for me, it was an easy choice. Uh, there was only one guy to ask uh, that I considered uh, uh, just somebody that would understand what we're trying to do, and that was Tom Brands. Um, and uh, knew that Tom would would buy into it and, and, and understand that uh, uh, we need to continue to do things like this to grow wrestling. So 
we're excited. Uh, we want to say thank you. We look forward to the opportunity, and uh, let's pack the house. That's great. Thanks, Coach. Uh, next up is Rich Bender, Executive Director of USA Wrestling. Rich and his team have worked tirelessly to, to partner with, uh, to, to partner with, and bring Iran on board to make this event a reality. Rich. Hey, thanks, Sean. And, and first, I'd like to start off by saying thank you to you and, and, and REV Entertainment, and particularly the Texas Rangers, for giving us this opportunity. I can think of, of a no better partner that we could have than, than, than your organization. And I mean, just been inspired by your vision to, to help us uh, just embrace this opportunity, as, to, as John said, to grow the relevancy of wrestling and, and can think of no better partners to, to be competing with than uh, without question, two of the most storied uh, collegiate wrestling programs uh, in the United in the United States in our history, and two of the two Olympic champion coaches. Uh, and I mean, I can't think of a of a, of a better atmosphere. Uh, and I think some of you uh, witnessed the the last time that uh, Oklahoma State and Iowa participated outside at uh, Carver or not Carver Hawk, at Kinnick Stadium, and in the in the enthusiasm and the environment that 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 was that was created there and. And, and the lift that that gave our, our sport. And, and I really excited with just prior to the pandemic, I did a press conference and talked about thinking that that wrestling, and this was in, in March of 2020, that that wrestling was on the, the, the precipice of, it, of its golden age. And, I, and, and I, I believe that today we are on that precipice. I think this event will, will mark a great opportunity for us to take the next step forward for our sport Really grateful to, to be able to partner with one of the most storied uh, international wrestling programs in history, and that's uh, the Wrestling F uh, Federation from the Islamic Republic of Iran, and, and really, really excited to, to partner with them. Um, you know, this is a great example of, of wrestling transcending politics, and we've had a long history with the, with the Iranian Federation, and, and you know, they are, uh, without question, uh, one, of the, one of the most successful wrestling programs on, on planet earth and really excited for the opportunity to, to showcase our sport at the very highest level. Uh, and uh, Sean, you mentioned a neutral site. We, we, we hope it's not a neutral site when it comes to, to USA versus Iran and, and really excited about, uh, you know, the American wrestling fans being able to get fired up about team USA and, and support, support the athletes as uh, hopefully they, they bring home some, some wins. So thank you. That's awesome. Thanks, Rich. And last but certainly not least, Coach Brands, we are uh, we're really excited to get you down to Arlington and Globe Life Field. Appreciate you being with us today. Awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, we were in from the get-go. Uh, just give us the details. We're in. Uh, we got the date, and here we are. We're at a press conference. This thing's going to go out in the wire. There's going to be a lot of excited fans talking about fans. Um, there will be a lot of Iran fans in that stadium. And so, you know, United States fans have to show up. And I'll tell you what, Hawkeye fans travel well. Uh, we'll have our share. And I know um, you're saying that it's a neutral site um, and, and maybe not so much for Iran, but um, I believe that it's a home event for, for those Cowboys. So we're going to need our fans to show up as well. I know those Cowboy fans are going to show up. Um, awesome environment. My imagination goes to, you know, what we're going to be up against. And that's first and foremost. But if you get into the um, the nicer things in life, so to speak, um, you know what? What a great thing to be a part of. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, again. Um, can't wait to see everybody here on February 12th. John?
Okay, they were, you should have the release, everybody that was on one of the many mailing lists. So if you've got questions for any of these gentlemen, please raise your hand uh, because we can't see the screen, obviously. So just raise your hand and we'll call on you. So we'll open it to questions. Okay, we'll start with Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, will there be any women's international matches or will they all be men? I don't know if Rich wants to take that. Rich, could you hear that question? Sorry, hang on, we're going to go to the... Yeah, the question was, will there be any women international matches or will they all be men matches? Well, it's certainly our hope um, that, that we will be able to, to, uh, to, to, to secure some women's matches. We had a, a lengthy meeting yesterday with our national women's coach, Terry Steiner, and, and what, what that looks like in terms of the, the best opportunity to showcase, uh, you know, the most, the, the fastest growing sport in, in women's high school sports, and that's women's wrestling. And so we have every intent to, to, to put that, that discipline on display uh, in, in Arlington. Okay, we'll go to Jason Elmquist. Please uh, state your affiliation and your question and to who you're directing it to. Jason Elmquist, uh, Stillwater News Press. This is for both of the college coaches you guys talked about the, the, the impact for wrestling. Just what's the hope that this duel in an area of the country that's producing elite talent at the young, young level in a state where there's no Division I programs right now can, can hopefully boost the sport even more so in that state? The hope is to always grow the sport. The hope is to go and showcase the sport at the highest level. Well, that's been said many times, the highest level of collegiate wrestling. And some of these collegiate wrestlers are the best wrestlers we have in the world um, for sure as well. So um, when you stage something like this in an area like that, um, you know, Texas USA is um, a big place for high school wrestling. And, you know, I always think big and you always hope that, you know, maybe Austin, Texas, all of a sudden they're going to start a division one program. And, you know, that's been talked about a lot. Um, will it happen? Let's do it, man. Why not? Yeah, I agree with Tom. You know, it's just a, you know, first it's an opportunity for us to showcase our programs, you know, and, and continue to uh, build uh, fans, continue to build excitement around the sport at a time when it's, uh, as uh, Rich Bender was saying, uh, some real growth in our women's programs across the country. Uh, Oklahoma just recently uh, established uh, their first uh, championship uh, a certified championship. Uh, hopefully, Iowa's on its way of doing that. Um, but uh, it's first off a, a great event for us, and second, uh, it, it's going to create some real interest in the sport. And so, uh, I'm just glad that Texas gets to see a Division One wrestling match. Uh, that's important, and uh, and I think they'll they'll enjoy it. Okay, we'll go to Cody Goodwin. Hey guys, this is probably for both the coaches, but um, John and, and Tom, I know you guys um, work together for the Gravel on the Gridiron. When did the idea for this specific event at this specific venue kind of, when did you guys get the tires on? 
Well, for us, it was sometime this summer. Uh, we got approached by uh, Globe Life Field, and and uh, and at 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 the beginning, it, it it I was a little concerned if it made any sense. And as as I really focused on it, um, it made a lot of sense, you know. And um, and it was it was something much more than just a dual meet. Um, it was going to give us an opportunity to, you know, really showcase college wrestling, folk style wrestling at, uh, in Division One, as well as it exposed all of our divisions uh, with Division Two and Three, NAIA, Junior College. Uh, we've got a lot of wrestling programs. And so it started this summer and, and really coming down and visiting and uh, meeting with uh, the people of Globe Life Field. Um, it just came real real easy for me to say yes we need to do this and of course uh, it was nice to have my athletic director fully behind it and and um, saying that if we wanted to do it uh, let's go for it yeah for us it was you know well, I mean here's the thing um, I think it's been alluded to that um, there's great partnership with two titan historic uh, programs and both very relevant today fighting for the same truth or same truth the same accolades and um, the truth of the matter is is when you get invited to something like this you show up and you show up and it is about competing at the highest level but then you look at you know I talked to Rich Bender about this they were excited um, it really is a, a global event in a unbelievable facility i haven't been there i've heard nothing but obviously a billion dollars buys you awesomeness um but we're excited to be a part of it for those reasons but the bottom line is is um, when we called john smith for something that was a little outside the box uh, there was no hesitation and when john smith called me there was no hesitation yeah robert allen with uh Pokes report Triple Play Sports and the Cowboy Network, um, both coaches. And, and if people haven't seen these two in the same building, they're being very friendly right here. But boy, it's been fun to watch their teams compete against each other and how uh, how how much they get into it. But uh, if both coaches would kind of give us a couple of uh, sentences on their teams this year, what they're looking like and what they're excited about with their upcoming teams. And then I got in on this a little late. Is there a television partner to the event, or is that yet to be determined? Sure, yeah, I can take the, the, the last part of the question there. Uh, yes, the, our broadcast partner will be Flow Wrestling. Okay. As far as, far as Iowa Hawkeye Wrestling, um, we are benefiting from the COVID relief year, as is everybody. Um, we're excited about that. But there's a lot more storylines inside our wrestling room um, with our wrestlers and our student athletes um, where we have some young guys that they're not sitting around um, waiting for their turn when these second time seniors graduate. So we have some great storylines with some young um, talent and that's exciting for our fans. It's exciting for our entire program and our coaching staff as well. Uh, we know the challenge is laid out. The schedule is always ahead of time. Uh, we circle highlight emphasize asterisk certain dates and this is at the top of the list for oklahoma state um, 
we're excited. We have a, we have a deep team. Um, and when I say deep, uh, we have confidence that we have a couple of guys at every weight uh, if needed. Um, we are in position to redshirt several of them. Um, I, I hope by January we'll have our best team on, on the mat. You may not see it early on uh, because we do have some true freshmen that uh, we need to analyze and, and give them time to breathe. Uh, let them let them uh, experience the, the the how tough college wrestling is, and then we we'll, we'll see in January if they're ready or not. Um, uh, most likely, uh, so uh, our seniors from last year, uh, uh, we had uh, Dakota Gear come back, which was very important for us. Uh, we didn't really get him back until late August, or, or excuse me, the beginning of August. Um, until he made that commitment, decided, okay, I'm going to take this step and I'm going to come back for a super senior year. Uh, we lost two seniors that were, were, we'd love to had, but had uh, challenges with injuries and just felt like they needed to move forward. When Boo Llewellyn, uh, All-American Boo Llewellyn, and as well as Cade Brock, uh, really tough careers with injuries, and I think the, the, they made good decisions to move, move on. So um, it's exciting, and, and obviously, uh, for us to uh, to compete against Iowa, I mean, we're going to have to get better. Uh, good team that just got better. It sounds like what he said with uh, some of these young guys not waiting around for All-Americans to hold their spot. Uh, that wakes me up, Tom. Thanks. Um, I'm going to go back and share your message to our team uh, that they just got better. So we got to get better. Okay, we'll go to Andy Hamilton. Please state your affiliation and to who you're directing your question to. Andy Hamilton with Flow Wrestling. Question for both coaches. Uh, obviously, like in the last 10 years or so, we've seen these outside the box dual meets and events come into wrestling. How, in your opinion, have they, they impacted the sport to this point? Well, I think just in general saying we can do this, you know, um, I think that's important, you know, saying this is something we can do. This is something you can do in high school. This is something, you know, uh, we're seeing a lot of different things across the country, you know, seeing guys, uh, seeing uh, programs put their mat out on the, um, the lawn and at the, at the library and in the middle of campus and, and showing off their sport, you know, and some, some of those things have been really good. And as we've seen in division one, since I've been a coach, uh, my 30th year this year, listen, it's better. It's way better. It's way tougher than it was in 1992 when I started. Um, there's a lot more teams that all of a sudden are in the picture of being competitive and can win a trophy. Um, so it's not easier. It's tougher. And, and it's gotten tougher because of really the importance that some of these institutions have put on recognizing that, hey, we can win all-American honors in this sport at North Carolina or North Carolina State or so forth, you know. So um, I think that's the great thing is a, as your sports gets more competitive, it creates interest and it creates situations where you can really uh, go out and do some things like this. Yeah, and you have great partners with organizers that help that. But the bottom line is as you go out and you do it, you have athletic directors that understand the importance on your campus of your sport. 
um, wrestling's big time. And, you know, we're not the first. And, and, you know, you look at what, you know, say beat the streets in New York and Mike Novogratz did, they were in Madison square garden. They were at, on the, on an aircraft carrier. They were, you know, lady Liberty. He was, they were on the Island, the statue of Liberty running wrestling events. So um, the biggest thing is, is that you got college wrestling doing it on their own with great help from, you know, global partners. And when you say global, global life, but I'm talking about, you know, a world-class um, facility with major league baseball um, involved as well. I mean, I, I see that you're thinking ownership and, and the Texas Rangers, this has a Texas Rangers stamp on it. That's legitimate. And this is college wrestling we're talking about. And it's a message to, you know, coach Smith mentioned it, but uh, smaller programs to go out and get relevant that way. Awesome. Joe Lecce from the Ticket in Dallas. I think I've got two questions. I think the first one's probably for Sean. Um, the 12th is the wrestling regionals here in Texas. Uh, was that considered and is that, you know, did you try to accommodate that with scheduling so that all the local wrestlers and families have an opportunity to attend? Yeah, 100%. Um, so I would say probably, the, well, not probably, definitely the biggest challenge over the since we first started conversations conceptually more than a year ago, just like how to get the schedule. Um, we're familiar with other sports um, and how, how, especially at the collegiate level, how, how difficult um, scheduling is. Wrestling was admittedly something that's like something I had no idea we were up against schedule-wise. Um, but as we work, as we started working through it, we had a number of different challenges. We actually looked at, you know, do you do it on that Sunday? Well, that Sunday Super Bowl Sunday also. So that causes that creates this whole other set of challenges. So uh, we spent a lot of time. Uh, Jerry's Rom from our team, um, and I know Tony and Coach. We talked to the UIL actually here locally. Uh, to that, we talked to the Texas High School Coaches Association to get a feel for what impact that would be. It's why we picked 6:30 in the evening. So hopefully we can get through all the regionals as much as we can and have all those folks still be able to get here and enjoy the uh, enjoy the evening here. All right, my next question is for both coaches. If you can think back 10, 15 years ago and what your perception of Texas high school wrestling was at that point versus what it is today, I'd be interested in hearing that from both of you. It's on the rise. It's been on the rise. Um, there's no um, question about that. I mean, Brandon Slay is an Olympic champion at Texas Native. Um, but I think the talent's getting deeper. Uh, the results coming out of Texas are more consistent because of that. Uh, it's certainly on our radar to look at the talent in Texas. Um, and that's the thing about wrestling. It's, it's an individual sport. You're going to find pockets everywhere. Uh, but in a state like Texas, um, tell you what, we love being a part of this and to have a presence in Texas and uh, put our brand where it typically isn't there. It's not there much. Yeah, 15 years ago, as you said, you know, uh, pretty impressive, you know, and, and it's good to see, you know, that uh, really coaches from all over the country has come in. Uh, you know, there's been several Oklahoma coaches moved from Oklahoma to Texas to coach, which, uh, was a little disappointing, but understanding. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, every time you turn around, I'm getting a phone call about a coach, needing a coach um, down here. And, uh, and I think more impressive, we've seen uh, women's wrestling have a lot of strength. Uh, uh, Texas had its first 
woman Olympic champion. Uh, pretty impressive. Um, fun to watch, exciting to watch. Uh, and so, you know, the growth has helped us all. Um, uh, I had a national champion for the first time last year, 197-pounder, uh, win the NCAA championships, uh, A.J. Ferrari from the state of Texas, um, went to Allen, Texas. Uh, so um, is it growing? Yeah, it's growing. Is it better? Uh, has it helped Oklahoma State wrestling? Absolutely. It's helped Oklahoma State quite a bit. Thanks, Joe. We'll go to David Bray. Please state your affiliation and direct who you're directing your question to. This is David Bray from Flow Wrestling. Uh, this question is for Rich Bender. I'm curious, you know, Iran just had a massive resurgence. They were third in the world, three champs, seven medalists, just like the U.S. What kind of a lineup do you expect for the, the Federation from Iran to send to this event? Well, it's funny you asked that question, and <clears throat> Ali Reza Dabir, who is the, the current president of, of their federation, who, you know, Tom knows the name really well, to Terry Russell in, in Sydney. Um, but we had a conversation about this, actually, uh, this past weekend in Oslo in terms of what, you know, who they were going to bring. And, uh, you know, he said, we're bringing our, we're not coming unless we're bringing our best. And so obviously, um, you know, we're talking about, uh, and one of the best wrestling federations on on planet earth coming to our our country uh we're going to be there stepping on the tape with our best so uh you know we have every uh expectation that it's going to be uh, our number ones against their number ones okay we'll go back to cody goodwin hey this question is probably for sean um I was kind of curious, when did this kind of pop into your head as, you know, let, let's let's do a wrestling duel at a ballpark. I know that we've probably discussed a little bit just the various, you know, unique um, platforms that wrestling has been able to do in recent years. But when did this idea first pop into your head? Uh, well, candidly, uh, it, it really when Chad when Chad called me. So uh, we had we had looked at uh, a concept, I would say, truthfully, the first time it popped in our head was years ago when the NCAA put out their national championships, we kind of circled on that, you know, a few things that would make sense for us. Um, and the, the the NCAA wrestling national championship for us was absolutely at the top of that list. We had some conversations with the guys uh, in Indianapolis and we bid on it and, and did not get there. Um, but I think for us, so for us, this is an opportunity to really show how big wrestling is here in Texas and to get ourselves back in that conversation for future years. We want this to be a huge celebration of the sport um, and then I think to say, so that was kind of like the initial thought or concept. Um, and I've considered Chad a friend for, for quite a few years now. I've knocked on his door with a ton of crazy different concepts over the years. We've talked about a lot of different sports. We played baseball in both of our facilities uh, with his team and with his coaches there. So um, he was the one that called and said, hey, listen, I've got an idea. What do you think about this? And then, uh, and then we were able to talk to Rich. And it's just like the pieces kind of just kept falling in, in place. And like every conversation we had, the idea got a little bit better. Um, and so really thrilled about where it landed. Okay, back to uh, Jason Elmquist. Yeah, this is for uh, for Chad Weiberg. Obviously, when you when you take an event off of campus, you're going to get maybe some pushback from fans, especially when it's an event like this. What was the 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 decision behind you know looking bigger picture, knowing that you might get a little bit of pushback from uh, from the fan base? Uh, yeah, I, um, I think that uh, what Sean has said is right. I mean, I think it. Uh, 
you know, started just as an idea. I didn't know that it would, you know, have any traction or go anywhere. Obviously, there were, you know, as you as you go from idea to implementation, there's a lot of uh, details that you got to work out. You have to find a willing partner, um, obviously. And, and in this case, as we started to work through all of those details, it just kept getting better, you know, with Coach Brands and the University of Iowa agreeing to Rich Bender and USA Wrestling and, and uh, bringing on Iran. It just kept getting bigger and, and even more compelling uh, for the sport of wrestling. And I think that's what I appreciate so much about uh, Coach Smith and Coach Brands and obviously Rich is just their, um, their dedication to growing the sport. And uh, I believe that our fans at Oklahoma State um, understand that as well. And uh, I think they've heard Coach Smith uh, talk about that through the years and so they understand the importance of that and so to be able to bring an event like this into a state like Texas and into a facility like Globe Life Park and with an organization like the Texas Rangers I think is just too great of an opportunity to pass up. Excellent stuff there. You can just kind of sense the excitement, right? Um, Aaron Decker talk, Aaron Weiberg talk, obviously John Smith and Tom Brands going back and forth a little bit. Um, A billion dollars, in fact, buys you a lot of awesomeness. Um, Can't get over that quote. That's probably why it's the title of this podcast. Um, Yeah, I kind of wanted to wrap today's show just real quick. I wanted to look at both of these duels, right? Like obviously Iowa and Oklahoma State, that's a big deal every single year. Um, This year, looking specifically at the lineups, it looks like potentially um, 12 total All-Americans between the two teams could, uh, at least based on the 20 21 NCAA championships. I know we could probably add a few more there from past year's results, but of those 12, five of them reached the NCAA finals. Two of them were champs, obviously Iowa Spencer Lee and AJ Ferrari from Oklahoma State. There are a handful of rematches that'll be in this duel from that 2021 NCAA championships. 133 pounds, you guys will remember Dayton Fix beat Austin DeSanto 3-2. That was in the semifinals. Um, at 157 pounds, Caleb Young um, beat Wyatt Sheets 3-2. That was to take seventh place. Wyatt Sheets, um, I don't know how many of you guys maybe specifically followed this, but he, with a bum ACL, rolled through the Russellbacks. I want to say he won five or six. He, I think he actually came out of the pigtail because he was one of the last guys into the tournament. Um, rolled his way to the podium. Absolutely phenomenal stuff out of him. So that'll be a fun rematch between All-Americans there. And then 197 pounds, A.J. Ferrari on his way to a national title beat Jacob Warner in the quarterfinals 3-2. to two. A lot of low scoring. Yeah, all these rematches, they 3-2, 3-2, 3-2. Um, there was a fourth matchup between Oklahoma State and Iowa at the national tournament last year 149 pounds Bula Wallen over Max Murin six to four in sudden victory that was in the quarterfinals at 149 pounds uh Boo I'm pretty sure is not part of Oklahoma State's program anymore I think he just kind of got tired didn't want to take advantage of the COVID year um so he won't be the 49 pounder um the lineups that I do have um 125 um obviously we got Iowa Spencer Lee um against who I presume to be Master Giovanni Trevor Master Giovanni I'm not 100% sure yet if he's gonna be the 25 pounder but I guess we'll see. 33, obviously, Austin DeSanto, Dayton Fix. Um, 141 pounds, Jaden Ironman from Iowa, returning NCAA finalist. Not exactly sure who's going to be here for Oklahoma State. They got Dusty Hone as kind of the lead guy. Um, if you kind of check their lineup at Russell Stat, or maybe if you just scan their roster. Um, but also... Teague Travis is there. The other Master Giovanni is there. Maybe even Carter Young, depending on how some of the lineup stuff breaks. I know he was tremendous at the World Team Trials back in September. He's in that room now. 
Um, and this duel's in February, so it's on the other side of Christmas. So maybe we'll see him active. I'm not 100% sure. 149 pounds, Max Mirren, uh, maybe the lead guy, but maybe keep an eye on Vince Turk as well. He's back after taking a year to go um, do some Army Ranger stuff. He's back in that room. He looks really good. Um, you know, and then from Oklahoma State, there's Caden G. Feller, there's uh, Braven Balmaceda, there's maybe also Victor Voinovich. I'm not exactly good, sure what they're going to do with a bunch of these young guys. Maybe they send them, maybe they don't. Um, a lot of options there for Oklahoma State. 157, obviously, Caleb Young, Wyatt Sheets. I'm assuming that's going to be the matchup. 165 for Iowa, Alex Marinelli. Um, for Oklahoma State, Travis Whitlake, he was fourth in the nation last year. Um, I think uh, Marinelli's beaten them the couple of times that they've wrestled, but they've been very, very close matchups. So that one will be pretty fun. 74, Michael Kemmer for Iowa, uh, returning NCAA finalist. Dustin Plott for Oklahoma State. He's a guy that I, I really enjoy watching wrestle. 184 for, for Iowa, could have Nelson Brands, could have Abasad. Um, you know, maybe Miles Wilson, depending on where he's at at that point in time. I will kind. Of, I guess we'll kind of monitor that situation. We'll know more here probably by the end of the month at Media Day. Um, for Oklahoma State, though, Dakota Gear returning All-American, fifth place um, at 184 last year. 197, obviously, Warner for Iowa, Ferrari for Oklahoma State. Then 285, Tony Cassiope for Iowa. Uh, big Tony Cassiope, third place last year at the national tournament um, against either Harris or Doucette potentially for, for Oklahoma State to heavyweight. Um, you know, a couple more question marks, I think, for Oklahoma State than for Iowa, but um, still shaping up to be a tremendous duel. It always is when these two teams get together. As for the freestyle duel, USA and Iran, a um, lot, a lot of firepower in this one, guys, especially basing it off the most recent world championships, right? 14 total world medalists between the two countries, seven apiece, 12 total finalists between the two countries, six each, six total champs between the two countries, six different world champs are going to meet up, or not meet up, I guess, but take the mat. Um, and we're basing this off of Rich Bender saying he's, you know, more than likely believes it's going to be their ones against the USA's ones. Um, you know, so that's six total world champs, 12 total world finalists, um, 14 total world medalists between those two. If everybody's ones show up, I, it will be kind of interesting to see what the USA does at 61 kilograms or maybe how they try to stagger the duel because obviously Dayton Fix was the number one for USA at 61 kilos for men's freestyle. So, um, you know, and then there's also the potentially, you know, 125 kilograms at heavyweight. Uh, Gwiz was the guy at the world championships, but uh, I, I'm sure some of you guys maybe saw this floating around. Gable Stevenson said that he wants a crack at uh, Iran's uh, Amir Zaire, who was the world champ. Um, you know, and he kind of pantomimed putting a crown on his head. So we'll, we'll see how that one ultimately shakes out. Um, you know there were uh, six, there were uh, breaking down the duel a little bit even more there there, there were six total head to head matchups between team USA and Iran at the world championships um you know three of them were in the finals two of them were in the semifinals and one of them was in the quarterfinals and ended up 3 to 3 in a dead heat uh 57 kilograms Thomas Gilman former Hawkeye um he beat Alareza Sarlak uh, 5 to 3 in the world championship finals at 57 kilograms uh, 79 kilograms Jordan Burroughs won his uh, won another world title over um you know, Mohammed, no, I'm going to butcher these names. He, he beat Iran in the finals five to one, um, you know, and then Kyle Snyder was able to, uh, that was the third U.S. win in head-to-head matchups. He beat his Iranian opponent three to two in the semifinals, 67 kilograms. Some of you guys might remember that he scored um, at the gun to win it. Uh, three to two. He was on kind of on the fringe of losing it. Was able to score real big there. Um, Iran uh, won. The, the, they won the, their three the head to heads that they won. Uh, they took down some heavy hitters for the United States at eighty six kilograms. Yazdani Chirati. Um, 
he he beat David Taylor six to two in the finals at eighty six kilograms. That was a revenge win for um, Yazdani Chirati as David Taylor beat him in the Olympic uh, gold medal match. Um, ninety two kilograms. Um, Yasimpour from Iran. He uh, he beat Jaden Cox three to three on criteria in the semifinals, and then he went on to win a world title. Uh, Jaden wrestled back for bronze, so that'll be another really really good match. And then one twenty five. Um, uh, Z- Amir Zaire beat uh, Nick Gwizdowski ten zero technical fall in the quarterfinals. Um, so we'll see if it's Gwiz. We'll see if it's Gable. Not 100% sure what's going on. Rich Bender also alluded to maybe some women's freestyle matches getting on the mat there too. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see what's going on there. So those were the six head-to-head matchups at the World Championships. Tons of firepower in that USA-Iran duel. Um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, I The USA-Iran duel, the Iowa-Oklahoma State duel, it's just going to be a great day for wrestling. All at a ballpark. Um yeah, about at the ballpark. That's what they're calling it. Um, I like uh, I, I, somebody on Twitter, Ross WB. Um, I think he he wanted them to call it the Brawl Park, um, which I actually really like that. I don't know how exactly we're going to force feed that so people can kind of catch on, um, but I, I really like that idea. So, um, you know, about at the ballpark, the Brawl Park, whatever the case may be. This is going to be really awesome, guys. I'm sure you can kind of tell that I'm, I, I'm so excited that I'm rambling a little bit, um, but this is going to be really fun. I hope you guys tune in or buy tickets. I know I'm going to be there. I literally already booked my flight, so I will be in Arlington for that. It's going to be a fun, it's going to kind of kick off a really busy week for me, um, which is going to be at just kind of the meat of the season, right? We're going to go from Iowa State, you and I, that Friday to Iowa, Oklahoma State in Arlington on Saturday, and then we're going to come back that next week and dive right into the Iowa High School State Championship. So going to be really fun. I hope you guys tune in. Hope you guys follow along. We're going to have a lot more stories about that event as we get closer to the event. Um, Still a few months out, but hey, the season is here. This was a really fun way to kind of kick off the first week of the collegiate season. We're going to have more college wrestling stuff coming at you in the weeks and months ahead, just on Intermat, on Hawk Central, at the Moines Register. Already got the media days all scheduled between Iowa, Iowa State, and Northern Iowa. Um, I've slowly kind of pieced my schedule together as well. It's here, guys. It's going to be really, really fun. I hope you uh, join along for the ride. We're going to keep these podcasts going once a week until we get into the meat of the season. Also have to get through the high school football season as well. And then we'll kick off full into wrestling mode, probably around late November, early December, all wrestling from then on all the way through March and April. So that's all I've got today, guys. Thanks a bunch for listening to me ramble a little bit, but be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram, Cody J. Goodwin. Be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, videos. You guys, like I've been saying, wrestling season is here. I don't want you guys to miss a thing. So be sure to subscribe. You can find links to do all all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. compete against Iowa, I mean, we're going to have to get better. Um, Good team that just got better. It sounds like what he said with uh, some of these young guys not waiting around for All-Americans to hold their spot. Um, That wakes me up, Tom. Thanks. Um, I'm going to go back and share your message to our team uh, that they just got better. So we got to get better.